Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 40, and this is your weekly recap show where I go through all of the WWE and AEW shows throughout the week, at least the main ones anyway. Recap the whole sh- whole show, let you know what's going on, give it a little review, and um, see if it's worth your while to watch in case you have a busy week going on. Maybe you don't have three hours to watch Raw, or just uh, an abundance of hours to uh, partake in all of the wrestling. I'm a nut, so I watch all the wrestling, so might as well let you know what's going on. So let's kick it off with Monday Night Raw. As always, they were in Orlando, Florida. They're not always in Orlando, but I always start the show off with Monday Night Raw. So it kicks off the show with Edge and Beth Phoenix. Got a video package, you know, showing the the beatdown Edge and Beth Phoenix got at the hands of the Judgment Day. Edge admits that, you know, he created Judgment Day and the whole thing... Uh, has been his fault, but he he does admit that at least they made some new stars out of it, which is funny because like Finn Balor is a well-known star. Damien is like he's way older than you think. I think he's like 40 years old. And uh, yeah, Dom for sure and Rhea Ripley definitely have benefited the most at a Judgment Day. So yeah, I'll agree with him. He's definitely it's Judgment Day has uh, benefited, uh, making I think all of them have stepped up. Damien uh, he's you know, really hasn't stepped way up, but I like him more than normal, but I preferred him on NXT. But anyway, thumbs up for that, for doing a good job with the Judgment Day. Beth Phoenix calls out Judgment Day. Finn, Dom, and Damien arrive. No Rhea Ripley right here. Damien fumbles his words. Dom wants his mommy, and he will do some hardcore prison stuff if if they don't watch out. Edge goes off with some Honestly, I'm not going to lie here, it was a, felt really forced, scripted insults from pretty much everybody. I just didn't like the delivery of whatever the fuck, they're just so forced. Like, not suffering succotash, like, force, but it, it definitely had that vibe for sure. Uh, Edge goes off uh, with all that stuff. Beth challenges Judgment Day for a match at the Elimination Chamber. Judgment Day then swarm the ring. The Street Profits come down for the save. Dom gets trapped, and he eats a nice glam slam from from Beth Phoenix. That was nice. And, uh, yeah, all, an all-right opening segment for the show. Uh, first part of Edge's promo was really good when he first started it. Then it kind of went off the rails. Some struggles on the mic, especially for Damian Priest right there. And, like I said, the chirps just weren't landing. Didn't feel natural. Just felt like they were really uh, cramming in some of their whatever their scripts were backstage before they came out. Just didn't, nah, wasn't feeling it. Wasn't feeling it. But now we got a match, Damian Priest versus Angelo Dawkins. The winner of this match will be added to the Elimination Chamber. Come on, Dawkins. Dawkins pounces Damian over the announce table. That's what I'm talking about. Fuck the spear, start using the pounce. Thumbs up for that. Good job, Dawkins. Priest hits the choke slam bomb thing for the W. Dang it. Good match, though, man. Uh, Dawkins looking really solid throughout the match. Uh, Priest had, like, this really ugly kick that missed really badly. He was having, He's having a pretty rough night out there. Uh, solid performance over the, overall. Pretty all right match. I just really like that. Uh, I, I like to see Angelo uh, getting a spotlight on his own. And I he he's fantastic, man. I think he's a really good wrestler. Baron Corbin with JBL backstage, or uh, sorry, they're not backstage yet. Baron Corbin with JBL versus Dexter Loomis with Johnny Gargano. Baron jumps Loomis before the bell, doesn't really do anything. Loomis fighting back, hits the sit-out Uranagi for the W here. JBL looks absolutely disgusted on the outside. He could barely contain it. Uh, Honestly, really boring match right here. Thumbs down, not good. 
Now we got a Becky Lynch. She's getting a Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is getting interviewed backstage. Becky is super fired up. She gets her steel cage match later tonight against Bailey. Let's hope that goes as planned this time. Because last time it was a big old shit show when we didn't get a match and I was upset. Anyway, and she claims to have a plan this time around. So, ooh, here we go. That's what's what's up. And then, out of nowhere, we get a Brock Lesnar arrival. He is here in Orlando. Oh, my goodness. What, what do we got this time? Brock says he had a sucky time at the Rumble. That's, that's his words, not mine. Brock had a contract, or has a contract, excuse me, for a match at Elimination Chamber for Bobby Lashley to sign. So Bobby Lashley comes out. He's looking super sharp. Love that outfit. Looks great. Uh, not a lot of people can rock like... I, I, I would say it's like a brown suit kind of thing. But damn, looking good, Bobby. Bobby not having it from from Brock Lesnar. He says he's in control. Uh, I don't think so because Brock F5s him. Not once, but twice. Gives the people what they want. Okay. Yeah, it was an okay segment. Brock really desperately needs a mouthpiece, man. Like Him and Paul Heyman are a match made in heaven. Uh, Bobby was good out there. I mean, honestly, Bobby used to be in that boat where he needed a mouthpiece. I think he's just fine on his own now. Uh, he's he's doing just fine. Honestly, he doesn't need MVP, but uh, MVP doesn't hurt him, and he adds enough, so it's it's fine. But maybe MVP with Brock Lesnar, try that out. That would be fun. That would be fun. Anyway, okay, segment. Moving on, we got Johnny and Dexter and Candice LeRae. They're all backstage. Nikki Cross is caught creeping on them in the background. She runs away laughing like a little weirdo. And yeah, that was a really weird little segment right there. I do love that Nikki is just like, that's kind of her thing right now. She's just creeping in the background. And this time she gets caught. So I don't know. Maybe they're moving into a Candace versus Nikki thing. I don't know. Please give Nikki something to do. Now we got a fatal four-way match. Carmella versus Piper Nevin versus Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim. For, this is a Elimination Chamber qualifier match. Winner gets in. There you go. Piper is on absolute fire in this match. She lariats both Yim and Candice and then yells at Mella and she just leaves the ring. So Piper is on absolute fire right here. Looking fantastic. Thumbs up for that. She then, uh, Piper then squashes all three women at once with a big splash. That was fantastic visual. Great sell from the three women. That was an awesome spot. Loved it. Thumbs up for that. Mella, in complete Mella fashion, steals the victory from Piper in this match. She will be the one that enters the Elimination Chamber. I mean, I really feel like uh, Piper got screwed right there. She'd be a fantastic addition to the Elimination Chamber. I am a fan of Carmelo. She has that. I just don't know if she's really the one I would have picked for the Elimination Chamber. She's solid wrestler. She's entertaining. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, Piper was phenomenal in this match. She was great. Mella was doing her screaming at the referee thing which honestly i'm a fan of i i I like when she she's doing that uh it was a good match i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten got baron corbin backstage with jbl he asked what what are we doing tonight man and jbl just goes off man absolutely shredding baron apart calling him a fucking loser and so much more he just absolutely wrecks him Baron is absolutely shocked pikachu about it he's like oh oh my goodness and oof man honestly I felt bad right here for Baron Corbin. That was just straight up mean as hell, JBL. That rhymed. And um, yeah, I mean, JBL is one of the best fucking mouths of uh, uh, 
in the last decade or so. He's very good at chirping. And, yeah, he just rips Baron apart. I don't know what that – there's no benefit to that for Baron Corbin. Are we going back to sad Baron again? Like, oh, man, poor Baron, man. He's just been struggling, really struggling on the roster for, like, two years now. And I thought the future for him was so bright when he won Money in the Bank. It's just been a shit show for him ever since. And I even thought maybe – him with JBL would have been something maybe they can do. Maybe add another guy and you can kind of create a new APA or something. No, it looks JBL's already done with him. So I, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Baron Corbin, man. He's just the, the joke on the roster. And it's, uh, I don't know if I like it, but it was really funny, JBL's chirp. So I'm going to give him a thumbs up for that one. <laughs> but don't bully people. It was It was scripted, so it's okay. Don't bully people like that in real life. That's fucked up. Now we got the Hurt Business. They're... they're pretty i guess they're back together we haven't like really announced it but they're back together okay they're fighting alpha academy uh this so bobby lashley's not in this this is shelton benjamin and cedric alexander so gable takes a nice stiff kick to the back of the head or the back of the neck from cedric uh ouch how you doing cedric hits the lumbar check on gable for the w solid match man i mean cedric was Really wild out there. Great to see the lumbar check again. I'll give that a thumbs up. Overall, the match was just fine. Got a really weird backstage or a backstage segment with The Miz, Rick Boogs, and Adam Pierce. I uh, just didn't like this segment very much, so moving on. Chelsea Green versus Oscar. Oh dear God, Chelsea, why? You're gonna get a, you're gonna get mutilated. But first, Chelsea starts the match with a flying drop kick. On Asuka, while she got her back turned, that, that kind of caught her off guard. I love me a good old flying dropkick. Waterboy style. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, chamber entrance surround the ring. Chelsea actually winning until she focuses on all the women on the outside. Asuka goes full up, just Bruce Lee on Chelsea, locks in the armbar, and Chelsea taps out. Uh, honestly, Chelsea looking good in there, but all the Gaga was just too much for her to focus on. Fairly entertaining match, I guess. Just meh. Bianca comes out to wish them luck in the chamber. She will see the winner at WrestleMania. So, again, I feel like the women's division right now is is a little bit, nah, it's struggling a little bit. Other than Becky Lynch and Bailey, like those two are unbelievable. And damage control, like the whole damage control thing. Everyone else, uh, I don't know. We need a step up. Like, Bianca was crushing it, but even she's been, like, cooling off a little bit. Just really hasn't found a program that works with her. That Alexa Bliss thing was just embarrassing. I hated that. That was so dumb. But uh, hopefully one of these women out of the chamber can give her a good WrestleMania match. I liked her match last year at WrestleMania. So we'll see where it goes right now. I'm just, uh, women's division is not hot right now. Other than Becky and damage control. Now we got Cody Rhodes. He's cutting a promo. He addresses the Sami Zayn situation. Cody believes that Sami will beat Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber, and they will fight at WrestleMania. I mean, I'm down with that. I'm super ultra mega down with that, man. That's what I was hoping is going to happen. We just scratch Roman out of it. Like, we really do. We really have to have another WrestleMania headlined by Roman Reigns? Like, no. We want. Let's do something else, man. Let's try Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes. Let's see what fucking happens. And even if Cody Rhodes ends up winning it at WrestleMania, just to have that moment. If Sami Zayn wins the title, beats Roman in Montreal, I mean, fuck, I'll take it, man, I'll take it. I will take it. All right, so anyway, um, Paul Heyman comes out on behalf of himself and the Tribal Chief, comes down, he congratulates Cody on the Rumble win, and then Cody says he's going to pull back the curtains a little bit, so we're, we're going to be uh, shooting a little bit here, folks. So he's telling a story about Paul Heyman 
uh, saving his family way back in the day, like at the end of ECW and stuff. And he's thanking him for thanking Paul for everything that he did for him and his family back in the day. And it's a legitimate emotional segment right in here. Uh, Paul Heyman's getting emotional. Uh, emotional. He admits that he's honestly caught off guard right now. And then he reminds Cody that his dad, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, good sir, uh, trained this generation's stars, including Roman Reigns and and pretty much everybody, Seth Rollins, like everyone that's a star today, apparently was trained or or had, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes had his hands on all these kind of guys. So, uh, but apparently he was never he never trained his own son, Cody Rhodes. So uh, that's a that's a deep cut right there. That's that's a, that's a good one. So Heyman continues, he says in his last conversation with Dusty Rhodes that Dusty admitted Cody was his favorite son, but Roman was the son he always wanted. Oh snap, oh snap, Paul Heyman legitimately just drops the mic, mic drop, Cody absolutely unfazed by that immense chirpage tells Heyman he's going to make it personal, but not against Heyman, he's going to make it personal against Roman Reigns, some bitch awesome segment right here man absolutely excellent segment uh paul Heyman, one of the best of all time man on the microphone and cody an absolute stonewall fantastic performance out of him i i love that man when they i'll use that term peel back the curtains a little bit tell a little bit of a real story use real life stuff that happened as part of the storyline you it doesn't get better than that those are always generally the best storylines i mean if anyone remembers edge and matt hardy way back in the day where edge legitimately stole matt hardy's girlfriend lita from him that wasn't a storyline that legitimately happened wwe fired matt hardy the fans were so rabid they wouldn't stop cheering for matt hardy on tv even though he's not working there anymore they had to bring him back brought him into a storyline with edge and lita revolving around that very very real situation that happened and it produced some of the most just intense segments uh, an awesome steel cage match i mean fuck yeah so uh, i i really enjoyed this segment is what i'm trying to get at excellent job double thumbs up now we got montez ford versus elias for the elimination chamber qualifying match uh, theory joins commentary for this outrageous dive over the post for for montez ford followed by a frog splash pins and wins this match in pretty predictable fashion i mean honestly i'm disappointed that both members of the of the street profits aren't going to be in the elimination chamber i think dawkins has earned it man he has improved so much over the last year it's insane and i think i just i think the amount of work that he's put in i mean montez we all know they seem to really be grooming this guy for something special. I mean, sky's the limit with him. He's got so much potential, so much talent. And uh, yeah, but I mean, not to not for it to be a bad thing, but Dawkins, I think he's just too talented for them to... like. It's such a hard... It's a very hard situation because at first Dawkins admittedly wasn't all that special. But like I said, he's improved so much over the last year. Like, Just go back and watch a Dawkins match from a year, year and a half ago... A, look how much weight he's lost, and he's just improved so much in the ring. Montez, he's improved, but he was already so very talented. And uh, yeah, he's just kind of been, I don't know, letting his partner catch up. I just hope they keep them together as a tag team. But uh, having Ford going in there alone, you know, I don't know. It's uh, it's a situation. Anyway, so Ford will be added to the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, this match here was it was solid. Like I said, it was it's sad that Dawkins won't get in there. That that must hurt his feelings a little bit. 
Um, and then Rollins comes down out of nowhere, stomps the champ theory. Uh, he laughs and leaves. So, okay, that was pretty wicked. And moving on now, we got the main event. We got Becky Lynch versus Bailey in the steel cage. Okay, let's let's have this match for reals this time. Let's see how it goes down. The cage door is locked. It got damage control on the outside. Becky throwing and stomping Bailey into the cage. Bailey to belly off of the top rope. That was really wicked, and it's a very hard thing to say. Thumbs up for that. Bailey and Lynch fighting on uh, on the cage. Bailey takes a weird tumble to the ground. I don't know what the fuck that was. EO climbs the cage to fight Becky. Dakota passes Bailey a crutch through the door. Bailey bonks Becky with the crutch, and then to come to Becky's aid. I can't believe this. It's fucking Lita. Holy shit, again. What? Where were you people at the Rumble? Why are you showing up so late? What the fuck? Anyway, I'm super amped that Lita's here. She's, I would say, my favorite woman of all, women wrestler of all time. I love Lita so much. She runs down. She starts whooping some ass. She hits a twist of fate. Oh, fuck yeah. Becky with the manhandle slam. She pins Bailey and wins the match. Uh, wow. What an abs- what a huge surprise having Lita arrive here. Again, wish that happened at the Rumble, but I guess better late than never. I mean, I'm always happy to see Lita, but damn, dude, so many missed opportunities. Like, so many people have just returned over the last two weeks, and all of them should have been in the Rumble for great entrance and surprise. That would have been great, but no. Anyway, uh, thumbs up for... Um, uh, I'm happy that the door was locked and they weren't allowed to escape um, the cage, so that at least they... Uh, tried to commit to one uh, thing with the steel cage because I don't know. I don't like it when they can't make a decision. It's like, do you want us to fucking stay in or do you want us to get out? Like, make a decision. And this one, they wanted them in, I guess. I don't know. It was a fine. It was good. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. And, uh, yeah, it was a good Raw this week. Quality wrestling throughout. I mean, it was it was nice. Unreal, unbelievable performances from Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes. I mean, absolutely, just hats off to them. That was the best part of the show by a lot. The Road to Mania is looking pretty solid. Um, though their the their segment was great tonight, I like the Judgment Day versus, um, or I guess it wasn't that great. Uh, Judgment Day versus Edge and Beth rivalry. Um, I'm guessing that Rey Mysterio is going to get in there as well. I mean, kind of have to, right? That that isn't necessarily done. I'm a bit surprised that Piper didn't get into the chamber, man. That was disappointing. I'm also disappointed that Dawkins isn't getting in there. I think he's earned that spot, and uh, no, they didn't give it to him. So that that's uh, I don't know about that, man. I'm not sure if I like that. Who who's going in over him? J- uh, Damien? No, hold on. Where is that match? Whatever. Fucking. I I wanted Dawkins in there. The show was pretty good overall. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Let's move on now to NXT. So the show kicks off with Trick and Carmelo in the ring cutting a promo. Melo about to call out Breaker, but J.D. McDonough, my boy, he interrupts. He says Melo ain't ready to be the champ. Melo challenges him to a match. J.D. McDonough accepts this. Oh, buddy. I am into this pairing right here. Melo looking for a good rebound match after that trash against Apollo Crews in that 2 out of 3 falls match. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, that was just not good at all. Okay, that'll be a little bit later though. So now we got Kiana and Henley. They're greeted backstage with a huge surprise party for them. And uh, yeah, the celebration begins. A big old party in the back. I always love a good old party segment in the back with a bunch of the wrestlers. Always a good time. 
Grayson Waller has been suspended for yelling at Shawn Michaels after the show Saturday. I guess he broke in and showed him yelling, and Shawn Michaels doesn't like to be yelled at. So you're suspended, Grayson. Now we got a match, Sol Ruka versus Zoe Stocks. All right. Ruka with a beautiful springboard splash. Sadly, Zoe has the knees up. Delivers that awesome rotating GTS for the W right here. Zoe then attacks Sol Ruka. Uh, and then uh, Sol Ruka fights back. She hits her fucking really cool finisher, that corner cutter, and she's out of here. Uh, two of the coolest finishers on NXT, possibly in WWE right now. I love both of those finishers. Really cool. Zoe's is way better, but Sol Ruka's, I like that inward cutter. Really, really like that. Really cool move. Uh, match was admittedly too short, but uh, Sol Ruka did show off some impressive agility, and man, her future looks bright. Like, uh, her gimmick and stuff is is kind of plain Jane, but she can move off of that once she's really new, so she still hasn't really uh, solidified herself into a spot just yet. But man, so far so good with her and Zoe Starks. No slouch herself. I, I really like Zoe Starks as well, and she's got the best finisher around. Thumbs up for that. All right, party is then crashed by Pretty Deadly. More like pretty dead. I mean, oh my god, dude. They look like shit. Like, normally these guys are all, you know, done up, but they got, they're all beautiful and stuff. And this week they look like they've been on a, they haven't slept in days. They've been drinking or something. They look absolutely wretched. It caught me off guard and I had a good chuckle out of that. Fucking thumbs up whoever made them look like that. That was a great job. Chase U gets in their face talking a bunch of trash and pretty deadly just doesn't have any energy to even handle it. I mean, I love the segment. Thumbs up for that. Great stuff. Now we got Daba Kato, so that is the returning uh, General Aziz guy that came out to help Apollo, but didn't actually help Apollo do anything other than they like high-fived and then Apollo lost to nothing, so anyway, uh, his name is Daba Kato now, and he is going up against Dante Chen, uh, good luck Dante, huge open-handed chop, drops Dante like a sack of potatoes, I'll give that a thumbs up. Dante tries to get something going, but Kato's just way too big. Hits the choke bomb, and the big man gets the W. And here you go. That's a fairly effective squash match right here. Uh, Kato, after, is interviewed. And he says he's going to drop Apollo for what he did. Oh my, what did he do? So, I guess there is beef uh, between Apollo and Mr. Daba Kato. So, they're going to go into something I imagine I don't have my expectations set high at all because Apollo's just let me down time and time again since his uh, return to NXT. And um, Dabakato, I mean, we have I've never really seen all that much of him. It was an okay squash match. I mean, as squash, squash matches go, they're not very entertaining, but it was fine. So, yeah, not looking forward to the Apollo and Dabakato situation, but we'll see where it goes. Now we got Roxanne Perez. She is backstage. She is stopped by a very grouchy former tag team champions, Chance and Carter. They say Perez has no friends, and the champ denies this. She's like, I have friends, and she will show them she has a friend next week. And she announced that later on in the show. I Satamora is going to be her tag team partner next week, so that's pretty key. I don't think they're actually friends, though, anyway. Uh, Tatum Paxley versus Isla Dawn with Alba Fire. Oh, yeah, they're best friends now. I love it. Isla rolls her eyes in the back of her head a little bit there. Not quite, you know, but she tries. She hits a reverse DDT for the W. Uh, the match wasn't that good. Dawn and Fire look uh, to deal some extra damage, but they are chased out by Ivy Nile. So, there you go. Looks like those two are, we're going to have a little bit of a tag team action here. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Dawn and Alba can do as a tag team together. I just, 
they're a match made in heaven. I mean, they, if you look at them, you're like, yeah, that's a tag team right there. And now they are. Now we got my boy, J.D. McDonough versus Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. J.D. kicks uh, Mello's invisible basketball. I mean, oh my god. Every, J.D. just never misses a little detail. And, oh, so good, man. Hilarious. Thumbs up for that. Nice springboard leg drop from Mello. I really like that move. That was wicked. Thumbs up for that as well. Mello then hits a beautiful code breaker. JD kicking out of everything. He just just won't stay down. Hayes can't put him away. And then Ilya Dragunov music hits. He returns out of nowhere. Blast trick with a wicked kick on the way down to the ring. That was fucking hilarious. Thumbs up for that. JD is distracted and Mello rolls him up and picks up the W. JD does not or uh, doesn't pick up the dub, which makes me sad. But fantastic selling, and Mello was really good in this match as well. Good rebound match right here for him. Seven and a half out of ten. Drugonov chases JD McDonough through the crowd, looking for revenge for uh, JD injuring him a few months ago. And yes, please, thank you very much. Sign me up for JD versus Drugonov every day of the week. Those are going to be instant bangers. Those are going to be fantastic. Uh, Fallon Henley puts Tiffany Stratton in her place backstage. Uh, pretty funny segment right here. I actually like that. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. And we got Jensen. He's getting pretty buzzed backstage and getting his drank on. And uh, he's got a date with Kiana for Valentine's Day. So, oh, there you go. How sweet. Don't forget it's Valentine's Day, folks. On the 14th. Coming up. It's coming up. And we got Valentina for Royce with Wendy Chu for some reason versus Lyra Valkyria. Electra, Lo- Electra Lopez comes out to watch the match. Both women clash heads. They both fall. Lopez passes for Royce some brass knuckles. Wendy Chu pleads for her not to use them. Doesn't matter anyway because Lyra kicks Valentina's head off for the W. A very solid match. Good chemistry between uh, for Royce and Valkyria. Lyra was displaying her educated feet. Wish it was a longer match. It would have been, uh, could have gotten good, but uh, I wonder what Feroise will do. I like the idea of her joining up with Lopez, but um, I don't know why Wendy Chu was out there. I don't understand that dynamic. I think she's into it with Lopez, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense for Feroise just to go with Lopez because I, I just don't understand why Wendy Chu is out there. Anyway, moving on, we got Wes Lee. He's getting interviewed backstage. The Dawn and Stax join him for that. The Dawn wants compensation for their services at Vengeance Day. Wes is like, I didn't hire you for anything, and they ain't got no cannolis. That was nice. Thumbs up for that. That was good That was good stuff. Now we got Odyssey Jones. What's up? I love this guy. Versus Stax with the Dawn. Jones going absolutely ham on Stax, throwing him around all over the place. Stax takes a awkward fall to the, outsli- uh, to the outside when he was delivering a leg drop. Just didn't look very good. Ref struggling to stay out of out of the way in this match. It was fucking driving me nuts. He got he got bumped into like three times. Like, dude, stay out of the way. You have one goddamn job. Stax hits a DDT punch and I have running knee to put away Jones. Jones was awesome, man. An absolute house of fire out there. And Stax's selling was really good. Um, I I thought it was a very solid match. Again, would have liked it to be a little bit longer, but nice to see uh, Odyssey Jones getting some momentum back. Man, that was a good a good match in there for him. Now we got Chase U versus Pretty Deadly or Pretty Dead. Thea Hale is missing. I have I don't know where she is. Pretty Deadly come out still looking absolutely dead. They have none of their mojo for their entrance. They lost the mojo, man. Thumbs up for that. 
pretty deadly, have absolutely nothing in the ring. They're missing all their offense. They're getting absolutely dominated by Chase U. And then pretty deadly start to find the mojo a little bit. Thea Hale runs out. She's fucking flipping out. She's scared of scared to death of something. We don't see what it is. Chase U lose focus. Pretty deadly hit the spilt milk. And they win. Damn. That was a highly entertaining performance from Pretty Deadly. Loved it. Loved them this week. Thumbs up for that. Solid match overall. The ending was really weird. And uh, it also shows that Gallus is watching over the match. But that doesn't doesn't really add anything. What the hell scared Thea Hale that badly? I We don't know. We'll have to find out next week maybe. Now we got the Ding Dong Show with Bailey, even though she just got she was in a steel cage match the night before, and her arms all taped up and wrapped up and shit. But she's here anyway, and her guests on the show are Toxic Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, and J.C. Jane. So uh, Bailey gets right into it. She asks, "What the hell went down on Saturday?" Gigi and Jane admittedly start or uh, immediately start arguing with each other. Jane says Gigi looks like a hobo, or. She, this is ridiculous. Jane says Gigi looks like if a hobo banged a Chucky doll. Those are her exact words. I was like, oh shit, did she just say bang? Like, it's just, it's not that bad of a word. It's just a word that you rarely would ever hear at a WWE programming. So that caught me off guard, made me giggle. So I'll give that a thumbs up. Bailey immediately, like, calms them down. She's like, take it easy before you get in trouble. So uh, there's the, you know, the WWE and Bailey. She's been around here for a while. She's like, don't say that shit. You'll get trouble. Anyway. JC and Gigi come to realize they need each other and maybe they should go after Damage Control and the WWE Tag Team Championships. Oh shit, I like that idea. Gigi and Jane hug it out. Hooray, they're all they're all friends again. Good job, Bailey. Oh wait. Oh no. Jane does the thing. She kicks Gigi in the face, throws her into the real fake door, which does not budge at all. That looked painful. Jane then boots Gigi right in the face. How you doing? Straight up kicked her right in the mouth. Fucking A. Uh, They got me right there, man. Hook, line, and sinker. I thought they were going to be friends and maybe they're going to promote themselves up to the main roster. But nope. Not happening. I'm, uh, yeah, man. That was, I thought they were going to be friends again. But I I like the decision of turning Jane heel and Gigi face. At least that's what it looks like they're going to set it up for. And from the crowd reactions from this show and on Saturday at the Vengeance Day, it seems that the crowd is behind Gigi and Jane is uh, to be booed. So, yeah, it makes sense. And um, I I don't know what they're going to do in the ring against each other. should be a really good feud. Uh, They're friends, so they are more than likely have wrestled each other a lot in the ring. So they're going to know. They're going to have really good chemistry, I'm hoping. So I'm looking forward to uh, their upcoming rivalry or whatever they're going to do with that. And it was a really good segment overall. Well done. Thumbs up for the segment. And it was a very solid show overall. I mean, Judgment or uh, JD McDonough I always say Judgment Day JD was great as always man I can't wait for him versus Druganoff I need that I need that right now it'll be amazing Sol Ruka she just keeps getting better every week love what they're doing with Toxic Attraction like I said it just makes a lot of sense it's too bad that you know it's all falling apart the 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 sadness that Mandy Rose just kind of got fired and shit and uh but they're they're you know they're doing well with um you know, that unplanned situation going down, and I, I like what they're doing with it so far. Show was pretty darn solid overall. I'll give it a six and a half out of ten. All right, let's move on to where is it? Dynamite. Oh, yeah, AEW time. They're in El Paso, Texas. I don't know the last time I've seen a wrestling show in El Paso. That's that is pretty fucking awesome. 
speaking of pretty fucking awesome, this show is stacked with, with fucking title matches and it's kicking off with my boy Takeshka versus MJF for the AEW championship I mean holy fuck what an opening match uh, MJF is working the shoulder of Takeshka Takeshka showing the love to Eddie Guerrero with a lovely frog splash and the and the shoulder wiggles and stuff crowd loves it I love it thumbs up for that Takeshka hitting a awesome combo driver into a deadlift German suplex. Jesus, man. So cool. Awesome for... So awesome. Thumbs up for that. NGF then eats a lariat off the top rope, but he fucking does a backflip and lands on his feet. My jaw dropped. I was like, holy shit. I I don't think I've ever seen MGF do that, and damn, that was awesome. Thumbs up for that. NGF then delivers that that really gnarly backbreaker onto his knee. He sells that he really injured his knee right there, so they're going on with that. Takeshka stumbles a little bit on a really, really difficult springboard move. He was doing it like right in the middle. I completely understand why uh, he stumbled just a little bit, but he nails it right after that, so good shit. MGF then catches Takeshka in the salt of the earth arm bar, and Takeshka has to tap out. Uh, the champ grabs his diamond ring after, starts hammering Takeshka, busting him open real bad. Uh, he's bleeding all over the place. Danielson runs down for the save. And uh, yeah, Takeshka in a pretty bad way. He's got to get medical help and assistance getting out of there. So just more and more heat added to that scumbag MJF. And a f- fucking awesome opening match. Uh, MJF really caught me off guard with that amazing backflip man i sometimes i forget how freaking athletic that guy is unbelievable i'm gonna give him another thumbs up for that because it was just so fucking awesome uh really enjoyable story told in the ring great selling and yeah great match eight at it then now we got the bunny with penelope ford versus jamie Hayda with the doctor and rebel for the aew women's championship yes you heard me right this isn't even a pay-per-view this is just wednesday night television folks like goddamn yeah, the bunny takes a awkward fall on her head. She then eats a haterade. Champ win- pins and wins the match. Um, yeah, man, this was a uncharacteristically sloppy match from both women. I mean, the bunny is very, very solid in the ring, and so is Jamie Haber- Hater. I just think the chemistry was off on this one. They, uh, it just wasn't there, man. They me- they messed up like three spots, like pretty noticeably. And, uh, yeah, sadly, I have to give this one a thumbs down. It hurts me. I'm so sorry, Jamie. I still love you so much. Uh, anyway, moving on, we got Tony Storm and Soraya. They're being interviewed, and, uh, they're just being a couple of bullies. They bring out this, uh, I guess, young talent or something. They start beating her down. Just some random young lady, I I guess. I don't know who she is. Uh, they spray paint a big old L on her for loser, because that's what they think, um... Uh, Jamie Hader is or whoever they're feuding with they think they're a loser uh, honestly um, I like the segment it was it was dandy I was not expecting Soraya to become heels so fast or, or even at all but I really like her as a heel she's uh she's ruthless I like it a lot MJF he ain't done yet he's he is gonna be all over this show he's getting interviewed in his dressing room he's still all sweaty still has the blood all over his hands from Takeshka then he tells this fucking really wild story about this car accident he got into and how with this chick and uh, he they got in an accident. She was knocked out and he pulled her over to the driver's seat so that he wouldn't get in trouble. Like absolute scumbag story. And he's like, he's like, I'm a scumbag and I'm proud of it. I f- unbelievable promo right here. I love this. This is a double thumb up promo. This is fantastic shit. 
Now we got a gauntlet match. Angelo Parker starting off against Ricky Starks. So Ricky needs to beat three members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. If he does that, he will get a chance to fight Chris Jericho. Dun, dun, dun. Now we got Ricky. He hits a really quick spear on, on Parker. He pins him. <coughs> Bernard up next. He tries to sneak into the ring only to immediately get rolled up. And Ricky takes out both of them in about 10 seconds. So it's going really, really well for, for Ricky right here. And then Garcia and Sammy Guevara start to argue about who will be the last guy to go into the match. Uh, it said, they settle it somehow. Garcia goes in. Ricky hits a spear on, on the apron. That was really nice. And then a masked fan clocks Starks with an elbow. Danny drags Ricky into the ring, pins, and wins. Oh my goodness, who could the masked man be? <gasps> oh wow, it's Chris Jericho. No way. Who'd have thunk it? Anyway, it was a good performance from Ricky. Uh, match overall was, was kind of meh. It was just mostly about... Uh, getting more heat on the Jericho Appreciation Society, making it even harder for Ricky to climb that mountain. But um, yeah, man, it um, I really wanted to see Daddy Magic wrestle, man. I love this guy. He's so freaking funny. And uh, yeah, he goes down in about three seconds. So uh, I guess that's a nope. I'm not going to see him wrestle this week. But God damn it, that snake Jericho outsmarts Ricky Stocks again. Oh, oh, he's going to, he's going to get you, Rick. He going to get you, Chris. Not Ricky. Ricky going to get you, Chris. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, moving on, we got Roosh versus Brian Danielson. My, my, my. MJF coming out to make sure his investment pays off because he paid Roosh a buttload of money last week to beat the ever-living bejesus out of Danielson so that he doesn't make it to the next pay-per-view and he has to fight him. <sighs> he claims that Danielson isn't here, starts riling up the El Paso crowd. He forces Aubrey to start the match and, the, and to uh, begin the 10 count. MGF is being a complete asshole to Aubrey, but like an absolute legend, Aubrey begins to start the slowest 10 count she could possibly do. And then Danielson is shown getting beaten down in the backstage. He's, try he's trying his best to get out and make it back to the ring in time. He's able to do that. Thank you, Aubrey, for, for counting just slow enough that he can make it back in there. And then right away, man, Rush, or sorry, Roosh, busting open Brian on the outside. And Roosh just, like, takes a big old handful of blood and just licks it. That's just fucking gross, okay? That's gross. That's the thumbs down. Don't do that shit. That's gross. Roosh beating the bejesus out of Danielson. BD comes alive. He hits a running knee on Roosh on the outside. We got an absolutely outrageous chop war from these two. Oh my god, dude. Like, the sweat that was flying off of Roosh on the impacts, man. Oh, thing of beauty. Thumbs up. The battle continues with just brutally stiff kicks. And, and then they go on a headbutt off. I mean, oh my goodness, dude. Thumbs up. Danielson hits a third psycho knee, pins, and wins. I mean, oh my goodness, what a match. Amazing performance from Danielson selling that busted up shoulder the whole time. That's been his, that's been the thing, man. Like, MJF has been picking apart that shoulder over the last, like, three weeks as, as Danielson's been taking out just guy after guy to try and get his hands on MJF finally. And, oh my god, dude, Danielson just taking a ass-kicking his chest is absolutely raw beef. It's disgusting. Roosh, how can I forget about you? So inc so incredible, man. Uh, he's willing and able to go shot for shot with Danielson with a fucking smile on his face. Uh, so great. 
uh he's so fun to watch man he's a great showman in the ring like all the all the taunting and stuff and the craziest thing Roosh didn't even use the extension cord this week. That's That might be a first time ever and a fantastic match. Eight and a half out of ten. MGF was also fantastic on commentary, on commentary the whole time. And after that, he goes down to beat down Danielson Moore, dealing some serious damage on that injured shoulder, locking in the salt of the earth armbar. So I am absolutely in love with the storyline between MJF and Danielson great stuff i mean mjf playing just the absolute scumbag villain like amazingly and danielson just being brian danielson man putting on classic matches week in week out unbelievable wrestling man this guy is on he's gone super saiyan level like three i don't know what's going on thumbs up for this great stuff trio tag team match now for the championships of course the elite versus top flight and ar fox can we just like include ar fox in the top flight thing and stop saying top flight and ar fox like i'm just gonna do that top flight means ar fox dante and the other guy all right let's get in here hot start really hot start for the for top flight they're just going fucking bananas right out of the gate thumbs up for that dante backflips over both members of the bucks i mean jesus christ that's impressive thumbs up jacks or matt jackson dual northern lights suplexes uh, top flight while pinning Dante all at once. So he's getting all three members involved in one move. So creative, so awesome. Thumbs up for that. Top flight hitting a huge combo, getting a stupid close near fall, man. Oh my God. Kenny saved them at the absolute last second. Omega and AR Fox have a unbelievable one-on-one in the middle of the ring, trading big moves and counters, near falls. And then Kenny catches Fox with the roll up for the w oh my goodness man i could have added like seven more highlight spots but i just couldn't keep up with it honestly i was i felt exhausted after i was trying to write so much so fast absolutely insane pace to this match legitimately non-stop highlights and massive combos tag team offense uh that elite formula you know that young bucks formula in full effect right here honestly i i love it like don't get me wrong but Sometimes it's it's a few too many big moves. It kind of waters down the match and, and the total impact of some of the moves. You take out like, you can honestly take out like four of those moves and just kind of sell them a little bit more. And I think you're going to get a more effective match. I know that's their formula, this insane amount of combos and just fucking balls to the wall pace. But I think their matches could be a little bit better if they just slowed them down just a little bit, just a little bit. Regardless... Uh, immensely impressive performance from both squads right here. I love that they gave AR Fox that spotlight in the middle of the ring with with Kenny Omega. He looked great. And uh, Top Flight, one of the best high-flying teams in the business right now. 8.5 out of 10. Great match. We're not even done yet. Now we move on to the main event. The Acclaim taking on the Guns, Austin, and Colt Gun for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Oh my goodness. No daddy ass present for this match out of respect. Just doesn't want to get involved. Uh, Max Caster, love the rap from him. Colt pulls off Max from the apron. He takes a really nasty bump on the outside. Just really, just fucking smacking his back in really hard fashion. Ref, uh, we got a ref... uh, Oh, referee tops that with a really big bump of his own. I mean, holy crap, that was an insane bump, man. Like, really earning his money right there. I'll give you a thumbs up for that referee bump. That was fantastic. Daddy 
comes out to make sure there's no shenanigans now that the referee is out and dead. He stops one belt shot, but then the guns... Uh, he stops one shot from the guns, but then he gets absolutely blindsided by an awesome shot from the belt by his boys. The acclaimed trying to get the referee up. The guns hit Bowen with a belt, pins, and new tag team champions, the guns. Oh my goodness. Um, whoa, dude. Holy shit. Was not expecting that one. Um, I knew there was going to be a lot of Gaga and everything. I figured... I figured if, if if they were going to change it, then Daddy Ass would have been the the reason why. He would have turned on the acclaim. But that didn't happen. It just the guns hit a belt shot and they got the pin. I was I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. Honestly, I don't know if I like that decision to take it off. Arguably the hottest act in your business right here. To put it on the guns. I mean it's definitely going to put the guns on the map and uh, the ball is 1000% in their court right here uh, we're gonna have to wait and see if they can run with it I haven't seen them wrestle a ton I don't think they're they're not bad they're very entertaining I don't think they're there's a lot of other really 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 good tag teams out there but I mean this is what AEW does man they're gonna give guys opportunity you can't make main event stars without putting them in the main event so they put the young the young guns in the main event they give them a huge win so their stock is going to increase I just don't know if it's going to work out in the end and they may regret taking it off the acclaim but they could very well get it back like at the upcoming pay-per-view in a couple weeks so yeah, I just I just thought it was really it was shocked me. I hope they're not doing it just for shock value unless they must really believe in the guns. And yes, I do think they're good, but really was kind of shocked that they didn't have a heel turn with Daddy Ass going with the young with the young guns or back with his actual children. I thought that would have made more sense. Anyway, um, yeah, the match was was solid. It was fine. Uh, but the show overall, holy fuck, man! Like legitimate pay per view quality on this show. Like the five title matches or whatever excellent performance from the champion mjf this week oh my god great he had a great match great promo heat magnet he was driving the crowd fucking loco and he crushed it on commentary so excellent job from mjf the full package this week thumbs up for him great matches on the card you got top flake killing it i think they really solidified themselves as one of the the top teams in aew there you go Great performance, as always, from them. Another great match added to Brian Danielson's list. I mean, that list is getting insane. And uh, loving the story between Brian and MGF, man. It's a really, really good rivalry. Their 60-minute Iron Man match is going to be fucking insane, man. Like, I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but I can't wait to watch it. Uh, and then, sadly, I was let down by my boo, my baby, my beautiful girl, Jamie Hayter, this week. Uh, her match was just it just didn't click at all between her and the bunny it's okay i'm giving hater a pass without question she's been crushing it and i'm giving bunny a pass because she is also excellent i just think maybe uh timing was off i don't know something was off about that match wasn't any good uh but the main event was interesting for sure man i don't know about that decision what do you guys think do you think that was a good idea taking it off arguably the hottest act in aew right now on the acclaimed putting it putting it on the I don't know, man. They don't get a huge reaction from crowds or anything. So a relatively low on the depth chart tag team, I would I would have to say. But interesting. We'll see if it plays off. I will say bold cotton. Fuck, I messed it up. Bold strategy, Cotton. There you go. I did it that time. So yeah, I thought the show was great. 
8 out of 10. Uh, some interesting stuff in the one off match, but overall, it's still great. Gonna get You're going to get your uh, time's worth out of this show. It's really good shit. Now we move back to the WWE. We are going to SmackDown. They're in Connecticut. And we start the show with Paul Heyman cutting a promo in the ring. He's all by himself. He's rocking both of the championships on his shoulder. I mean, that is a visual. I like that visual. Heyman trashing the Rhodes family and chirping Sami Zayn. A hooded man runs into the ring. It's Sami Zayn. Sami telling Paul he does nothing but make lovey-dovey eyes at Roman Reigns. And the family is falling apart. Sammy letting Heyman know he's taken that title in eight days in Montreal. Really good promos from both guys here. Give him a thumbs up for that. Sammy is super determined right now. He's on another level. I'm really feeling it. It's kind of the opposite effect. Like Kevin Owens was kind of in this area. He was very intense, very into it. And then it seemed that the, the spark just went out with Kevin Owens. Maybe he he was probably told that like we're going to, we're going to, you know, put put your push to the side for a little bit and we're going to go with Sammy. I don't know, something backstage. I don't know, something must have happened with Kevin Owens because the flame went out in that guy's eyes, but it's in Sammy's eyes right now. And oh my, oh my God, dude, I cannot wait for the for the Elimination Chamber. It's, I, I, I hope they pull that trigger, man. Now we got Hit Row with B-Fab versus Drew and Sheamus. Drew destroys Ashante with a big old headbutt after Ashante was trying to talk some shit to him. He was poking him and poked him in the in the forehead, and Drew was like, is, is this guy crazy? And then he sends him to a whole new dimension with a massive headbutt. Sheamus does his big old Beats of Valhalla, or whatever the hell they call it, Beats, Beats of the Valorant. I hate the name. It's so stupid, but the move is good, and, and the crowd loves it. So he does that a bunch to top dollar. Got a Claymore, Brogue Kick, and that's all she wrote. Sheamus and Drew, super over with the crowd. Really nice to see Sheamus getting the love, man. He's been so freaking good, like, all, so like for so long now. He's been fantastic. Uh, when he was in the tag team with with uh, Cesaro, the bar, I loved that tag team. They were both fantastic in that. And now he's just crushing it on his own. He's, he's linked up with Drew McIntyre, and I love that pairing. Uh, match was entertaining, but nothing special. It was just match was very, very quick. Basically a squash match, but I won't lie. I mean, Hit Row, now that they're heels and they're always getting made fun of all the time, they're a much, much better to watch nowadays. Now we get a video of the Viking Raiders play. They challenge Drew and Sheamus to a match, and the Brutes are into it. They, they nod, so I guess that means they're in agreement, and uh, I'm into that, so that's cool. Jimmy's shown trying to get a hold of his brother, Jay, but there's no answer. So uh, they have a tag team uh, defense later on tonight, but uh, there's no other half of the tag team champions. So uh, hopefully he will show up. Now we got the very, very popular, no one hates this woman at all. It's Lacey Evans. She is fighting uh, a young woman named Harris. I didn't catch her full name. I apologize. Lacey salutes the crowd. They boo the bejesus out of her. Women's right forces Harris to salute, then makes her tap out with her Cobra Clutch. Oh yeah, a squash match. Not good, man. Uh, not sure what they are doing with Lacey, man. She'll show up like once a month. Sometimes she'll have a whole new gimmick. Like she's gone from this like 50s old school women tough woman thing and then she was like a, a straight up they're trying to go full on baby face with her with the with the marine thing and oh I'm a, I'm a daughter of the army and stuff like that and like the crowd just shat all over it she comes back now she's heel again so I 
Jesus, man, she has just been a roller coaster. They cannot figure it out. And I think she would make a great heel. I mean, the heat that she draws, like, the crowd hates her. Hates her fucking guts. And so there's definitely potential there to make her into a really good heel. But having her show up randomly once a month to have a squash match with a, you know, no no disrespect, but a nobody, it's uh, it's not working. So thumbs down. Bad stuff. Jimmy Uso and Heyman backstage. Jimmy still can't get a hold of his brother, Jay, but he assures Heyman he gonna be here, and uh, he better be because they have to defend their titles up next. But first, we got Chelsea Green. She interrupts Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce's conversation. She wants to file a complaint against the Raw GM, which... I actually find quite entertaining. Uh, Pierce decides Green and Sonya are now partners. They will team up later on. So a fairly entertaining segment. I, uh, you know, Chelsea's really new, but I, I know of her, and she, so far she, I like her. She kind of reminds me. She's like a, almost a better Carmella already. I find her. She's like really annoying, complaining all the time. Always wants to get her way. But yeah, it's she's doing a good job. Now we got the WWE Tag Team Championship match. Strowman and Ricochet going up against Jimmy Uso. Jimmy coming out all alone, but look out into the crowd. Who dat? It's Jay Uso. Ah, oh my god. The brothers reunite. They embrace in the ring. Yeet, everybody. Yeet. Jimmy throws uh, throws up Ricochet. Jay catches him into a really nice Samoan slam. The match has started, by the way. Uh, thumbs up for that beautiful uh, tag team maneuver. Ricochet hits the Swanton off of Braun's shoulders, but Jay saves his brother at the last second, breaking up that really close near fall. Braun takes himself out, missing the Strowman Express on the outside. He just fucking crashes and burns. Jay tags in. Ricochet doesn't notice it. Hits a shooting star press, but he does it on the wrong brother. Jay comes in, hits a splash, pins, and wins. Usos retain a really good effort from the odd couple team. They just kind of uh, became a team over the last, what, three weeks out of nowhere. Uh, Won the little tournament, and yeah, they were good. I like the couple, this odd couple of Braun and Ricochet. Good match. I like the chemistry, like I said, with Braun. Uh, I think Braun is actually doing some of his better work. It's still, you know, it's still rough around the edges, but I think he's been doing some of his better work uh, with Ricochet, especially those two really just gel well together rather, rather than being in a match against each other or teaming together. It seems to work well, so I, I like that they're together, and it was a good match. Seven out of ten. Now the Usos are chatting backstage. Jimmy asks where his brother's been. Jay doesn't say all that much, kind of just, Nothing going on there, and Heyman is creeping behind a pole. So freaking... What is with all the creeping going on on SmackDown? And oh, It's so freaking funny. But anyway, uh, everything seems to be semi-smoothed over for now, anyway, with the bloodline. Now Natalia is in the ring. She's cutting a promo. Oh, boy. Uh, she says she will win the chamber in her home or home country. It's not even her hometown. She's just in her home country. Not even a big deal. Baszler comes out. She interrupts. She's tired of everybody calling her a knockoff Ronda Rousey. She's going off saying that she was here first. She was here before Ronda. She picked up titles in WWE before Ronda. Then Ronda comes out, and she looks super pissed off. Almost looks like she's going to rip off Baszler's head, but nope. They just decide they're going to team up and beat the shit out of Natalia. So that's nice. Shotzi comes down for the save. Uh, she fails miserably, gets nothing done there. She gets her ass beaten down. And um, 
yeah, that's it. I, I think, you know, Shayna was actually pretty good here. I, I liked her promo. It felt like she was actually speaking. Well, I know it is true. She was speaking from, from, from uh, truth. She seemed to be speaking from the heart. It was a very convincing promo. Well done. And, um, yeah, man, I just don't understand why they have Ronda Rousey. She's, she's literally just background prop right now. She doesn't, she's not even the main focus. She's the champion of SmackDown. She's like third in line for just airtime in terms of women. Not even like they're, don't even get me started how far back they are compared to the men. And like, damn dude, I don't understand it. She just hasn't really been doing anything. We, I don't know what she is. Is she a heel? Is she a baby face? Is she just trying to be Ronda Rousey where she, one week she's a baby, next week she's a heel? Like, it's very confusing. I don't understand why they can't get anything going with the women's division. They've really just been spinning, spinning tires here and just can't get any traction going. Uh, at least, I mean, Shayna was good here, but again, I don't know where the fuck this is going. Week segment. Jey Uso's walking around backstage. Sammy appears. They have a little chat. Zayn telling him there's a way out of the family, and uh, Jay's going to think about it. He hasn't... Uh, so uh, Sammy's trying to uh, get the Usos out of, a, out of a terrible situation by the looks of it. I mean, Roman Reigns is a pure tyrant at this point, and uh, yeah, Sammy is the hero, and he's going to try and save the Usos, because they're awesome. Both the Usos are awesome guys. Solo, I mean, I love Solo, but... You know, I don't really know where his allegiances lie other than just wanting to beat the crap out of people every week. We get a little segment here with L.A. Knight. He is back for the first time since he had his Lights Out match or whatever with Bray Wyatt. He doesn't want to talk about Bray Wyatt anymore. He claims that that chapter of his life is over. Yeah, okay, pretty decent, pretty decent. Now we got Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green going up against Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Sonya accidentally clocks her own partner. Chelsea uh, running. We got a running elbow. Uh, or Sorry, running elbow drop from Raquel. Oh my god, dude. Okay. I'm so flustered right now. But this running elbow thing that Raquel does is so... It's one of the stupidest moves ever. So she gets the person in laying down on the ground. She'll run to the other end. She'll run full speed at the person and then stop. Step over the person and then do a little jump diving move what the fuck is the point of the running raquel what is the point you're just gonna stop and and oh raquel you drive me fucking bananas girl you drive me bananas you have so much potential but you're just drowning you're drowning anyway driving me absolutely nuts uh she runs across okay so i did that i was so distracted by the stupidity of that move and and trying to uh anyway the match ends it was fine uh, Raquel wins with with Liv. I mean, I kind of like I like the potential of Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green teaming up again. Another odd couple situation that I think could work out. WWE is actually not too bad at making good odd couples, but they tend to break them up. Uh, what was the? Oh, there was one. It was Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. If anyone remembers that one, that was actually a freaking good odd couple. The only problem is they had the worst entrance music I have ever heard in my life. It it sunk them, but other Otherwise, they were very entertaining. Uh, not like this match. It was uh, very meh. Now we got Mad Cat, Moss, and Emma. They are straight up a couple now. Uh, my greatest fears coming true. I mean, oh, my uh, my hatred, or just not hatred, but dislike of Emma is well documented. I think she is immensely boring. She's got nothing going on that, that has any interest to me. And she's going to latch on to Mad Cat Moss. And he is going to suck now. But he's got a night uh, ahead of him, so... 
this will be an absolute disaster. Emma is boring as hell. Can't handle this woman, but maybe, just maybe, we can get some sort of emotion, anything, some sort of spark of confidence, or just anything out of Emma. I mean, she is literally called Emma. That is it. Not Emma the Fantastic, not Emma uh, Melon, Melon, or anything. She's just fucking Emma. Like, come on. Terrible. Thumbs down. Now we got Michael Cole. He interviews Charlotte Flair. Flair says she's going to put Rhea Ripley in her place at WrestleMania because apparently uh, the last time she ruined Rhea Ripley's career, that was only, that was just to teach her a lesson. So uh, yeah, it's taken Rhea Ripley three years since that loss to rebuild up her career and get all of her momentum back. And Charlotte, if you beat her again, I'm going to beat your ass. I swear to God, Charlotte, you are, mm, you better do, you better do the right thing. Rhea Ripley better win, and um, yeah, it was a solid promo, it was a solid promo, she was fine, Good, good-ish job, Charlotte, but you better lose, now we got a fatal four-way number one contenders match, winner will get a shot at the Intercontinental Champion, Gunter, we got, Car- uh, Cr- uh, what's his name, Karrion Cross versus Madcap Moss with Emma, Cross is out there with his wife, Scarlet, of course, that's like, kind of just well-known, she's always there, uh, versus Escobar with Selena versus... Ray Mysterio. So everyone's got a partner out here except for Ray Imperium watching over the match. Mysterio and Escobar have this have a really cool eye to eye. This is the first time these two have met in a WWE ring. They have met in other promotions, but uh, crowd was super into it. And I yeah, they go at it a little bit here. It was just really I I like when you get those uh, meeting meeting between two uh, wrestlers. You really want to see go at it, and they give us that a little bit here. So I'll give that a thumbs up. Rey Mysterio hits the 619, but as always, Scarlet interferes. Madcap hits a big splash during all the gaga. He pins and wins. Damn, a really surprising win here for Madcap. I personally would have went with Escobar. Uh, I think he would have paired up really nice against Gunter, but I understand giving Madcap a shot here. They, They were trying to push him before, but I don't know, man. He's just too vanilla. There's really nothing going on with this guy, but again, well, I'll give him a chance. He's not dead yet, and this is a big win for him, so I am quite interested to see what Madcap can do against a guy like Gunter. I don't know. I don't feel like those two um, styles in the ring really are going to pair well, but I can't be surprised, so we'll have to wait and see. I, I Again, I think Gunter versus Escobar, that's just a beautiful match. You got a big fucking brawling guy and a nice athletic guy. I mean, anyway, but it was a solid match. I, I actually enjoyed Karrion Cross in this match. He was... He was actually like he was talking a bit of smack and stuff, and there was one point where uh, he 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 goes up to Escobar. He's like, "It's really nice to see you, but not right now," because they also have a long history in other promotions. So they're they're kind of had that little interaction. That was a really nice touch. So good job tonight, Carrying Cross. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. And that was apparently the main event, and the show ended. I was like, "Oh shit, okay, that's it." So. Yeah, uh, a little bit of an oof this week. Not a good SmackDown, man. Not good. Like I said, man, uh, women's division is just straight up boring. Lacey Evans stinks. Ronda Rousey is invisible. And, like, that is impressive. That is an impressive thing to do to make a woman who is that big of a star to literally just be unnoticeable on on your programming. It's it's kind of amazing that you're able to do that. Um and 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 you did the thing that I was hoping you wouldn't do, and it, and it's happening. Madcap with Emma. I mean, ugh, it's oh, I'm just I I do not look forward to this. I don't like it. 
Uh, I do like a couple things, though. I'm happy that they're going to do the Viking Raiders against Sheamus and Drew. I was hoping for that, and that's what they're going with. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, that could be good. Looks like it should be good. I mean, you got four really good guys right here. So I, I'm hoping for good stuff out of that. And, of course, the best part of, as, as, as always with SmackDown, is whatever the Bloodline Usos and all that are doing. Paul Heyman and Sami Zayn, they were both great. Jimmy, Jay, really good as well. Plus, nice work from Strowman and Ricochet, making a really, really good team, uh, kind of out of nowhere. So I'll, I'll give them props for doing that. But overall, man, this show was fucking hot dog water. Four and a half out of ten. You can, you can skip it if you want. I wouldn't blame you. Now we move on to Rampage. They're still in El Paso, Texas. That's awesome. Kicking off the show right away. You got Kip Sabian and Butcher and Blade versus Yuta, Claudio, and John Moxley. Butcher, my man, he finally chopped off that bullshit that was on top of his head. He's finally nice and clean, shaven, bald on the top. Looks really good. He he I will I will admit he does he does kind of look like a pirate, but it's, it's still a major improvement over what he used to look like. So we get this guy a fucking, get him one of those uh, bandanas with a, with a cross, with the, with the bones and the, and the skull in a cross fashion. And you maybe get an eye patch on Blade and you got a fuck, and you got fucking Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow wannabe over here in Kip Sabian. So you got a pirate stable just asking to be made with these guys right here. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. Uh, Moxley hits two RKO's out of nowhere, one in midair, just straight up adding it to his moveset now, like he's not even fucking around, he's throwing RKO's out of all over the place, and they keep calling it a cutter, no, these are RKO's, these are RKO's, I, I'm, I'm into it, thumbs up. Claudio hits the big old European uppercut, pins and wins, a good opening match, very high energy, classic, just, yeah, rampage opening match, 7 out of 10, good stuff. Now we get a visit from the Impractical Joker guys. I, I'm sorry. I do not know a whole hell of a lot about uh, of, of that stuff. Have, I've only watched a handful of things of them on YouTube. It's pretty funny. I just haven't really looked into it. Apparently, they have a movie. That's so they must be doing something right. Anyway, they're out here. They're chirping Chris Jericho, saying he's got a small bat. Jericho claims he has big balls, though. And then Jericho sends the Jericho Appreciation Society after the Jokers. And uh, the very not professional wrestlers are powerbombed through a table, one on top of the other. I mean, holy hot damn. And Practical Jokers have just earned their bump cards. Fantastic bump right there. Thumbs up. Great job. I was not expecting a bump of that caliber. Now, it's not... You know, I mean, May Young getting power or a uh, pile driven through a table off of the stage, big bump, but fucking hell of a bump. Good job. We got Dustin Rhodes. He's calling out Swerve in some random ass warehouse. I have no idea where the hell they are. Then uh, the Goon Squad shows up. Dustin says, "Oh, we doing this?" And he gets really intense, but he just gets beaten down. Then Swerve shows up. He challenges him to a match. So they're gonna fight next week, and I could not care less. I'm sorry, Dustin. I like you, Dustin. It's just Swerve. I hate him. Now we got Marina Shafir with Icky Vicky Guerrero, but she wasn't being that Icky Vicky because she was in El Paso, the the home of Eddie Guerrero, her her late husband. So she was she was behaving tonight. So that's nice. So uh, Shafir is going up against Ruby Soho here. Like I said, it is Guerrero country, so Vicky is actually liked by the crowd right here, which is the first time I could say I could see, I've seen that or have seen I've heard a crowd cheer for Vicky in like 15 years. It's a, that's wild. 
Ruby hits a back suplex. Marina, 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 what the hell's her name? Marina lands on her head really just nastily. That looked very painful. Ruby hits the no future DDT, picks up the W. A solid fight, straight up fight. Ruby picking up some momentum right here on the roster. Uh, uh, stringing together some wins, that's nice to see. Soraya and Tony come out to talk some trash, but then Britt, uh, the Dr. Britt Baker flies in out of nowhere. A brawl breaks out, and Ruby is just sitting there in the ring watching in confusion. So yeah, there's some more heat added there to um, Soraya and Tony. Now we got Mark Briscoe. He's getting interviewed by, um, I, th- I guess Tony, I didn't write down who he's getting. He's just getting interviewed, okay? Uh, but then Smart Mark shows up. He offers him his card. Briscoe declines it in hilarious fashion. He's just, he's a crazy man, okay? He's a cra- that's his, He's a fantastic crazy man. Like, old school, 80s style, crazy wrestler. Like, it's so good. Uh, Mark gets really pissed off. Uh, Woods comes in, gets in Briscoe's face, and these two will have a match next week. That'll be fun. And we got Ryan Nemeth going up against Jungle Boy here. Jungle Boy hits the running elbow to the back of the head of Nemeth for a really quick W. Cage and Nana come out on the stage. They're yelling at Jungle Boy, but you can't hear what they're saying. And Jungle Boy just, like, shrugs them off. So, uh, again, I don't know why this needed to be on the show. Uh, It was quick, kind of pointless, didn't really add anything to the storyline. So, yeah, this just didn't make any sense to me. Now we got a very cranky Hangman Adam Page getting interviewed by Renee. Hangman is sick and tired of getting interviewed by Renee. She brings up he's lost two out of three matches now to her husband, John Moxley. Hangman flips, and then ju- stupid fucking Jack Sparrow wannabe Kip Sabian riles up Hangman some more. Now Hangman wants to fight him next week. Good segment. Uh, excuse me, there it was. Oh, Good segment here from Hangman. I really liked, uh, like... He it was just very entertaining, him just being very frustrated and just sick and tired of any, everything. It was a really good promo, one of his better ones I've, I've seen. So good job, thumbs up. Now it is time for our main event. We got Orange Cassidy with Danhausen versus Lee Moriarty with Stokely Hathaway. This is for the All-Atlantic Championship. Lee steals Cassidy's glasses. I, I have to admit, they look very good on him. Those glasses look amazing on everybody. Orange regains control of his glasses, so they keep fighting over the glasses. Really funny moment right here. I'll give that a thumbs up. Cassidy fighting with his hands in his pocket, just doing that gimmick. I love it so much. It's so freaking funny. He fights better with hands in his pockets than he does with most wrestlers with their hands free. Thumbs up. Orange hits two beautiful diving tornado DDTs. One in the ring, one out of the ring. Another thumbs up for that. Just some of the best tornado DDTs I've ever seen. And the selling from Lee, out of control. Orange punch, but he takes a bit too long to pin Moriarty. Lee catches Cassidy in a submission hold. Orange counters that into a roll-up. He pins and retains his championship. Uh, Awesome main event right here. Great entertainment, as always, from Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen on the outside. Housen giving uh, giving us a curse on Stokely. That was, uh, it was kind of awkward how it went down, but whatever. It is what it is. Um... Uh, Moriarty given a main event spot here, and I thought he, sh- he did a really good job. Uh, really nice match. Seven and a half out of ten. Double J and the crew come out to beat down Orange Cassidy, but the best friends run out for the for the assistance, but it's not enough. Double J is about to smash the guitar, but the acclaimed are there for the save. So there we go. The show ends. 
Good show overall, uh, better than last week, but I still think they're squeezing in too much stuff on Rampage lately. Like I said, man, that Jungle Boy match just did not need to exist on this card whatsoever. No disrespect for Jungle Boy, but like they they we didn't even get to hear Brian Cage say anything. Like if they at least gave him a mic and he called him out for a match or whatever the fuck, then then there would have been a little bit more reasoning to have that. But other than that, it was like a one and a half minute long match and some inaudible words. So again, that could have been scrapped. You could have just taken that out, given Ruby a little bit more time, spread the time out a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, you just would have had a, a better show. Lately, they've just been, like, like I love the style of Rampage. I love that it's super fast action. You get bam, match. You get a promo, and then another match. And it's just wham, 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 wham. It's nonstop action. It's great. But just lately, it just seems way too rushed, going way too fast. So just slow it down a little bit. Don't slow it down too much like WWE style. But I think they're going just a little bit too fast. So that's my two cents on that. Uh, not sure why we got Swerve screwing around with Dustin Rhodes. Uh, really odd oppo- opponent here. No disrespect to Mr. Rhodes. I just don't... Why Why him? Like, there's so many other guys I feel like he should be fighting. But okie dokie. And uh, don't think I'm ever going to get sick of Orange Cassidy's gimmick, man. It's one. It's it's so freaking funny. I love it so much. And uh, yeah, man, I love Orange Cassidy. And it was a good show. 7 out of 10. And we will finish off the show now with your favorite segment of the week. It's the three stars of the week. There you go. So as always, let's let's start out with a few shout outs before we give out the official three stars. I'm going to start with the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match at Vengeance Day. That was some good shit. That was, uh, well, one of the better matches of the show. And um, yeah, man, they crushed it. And I really like the New Day uh, being there in NXT. I still don't. Uh, we, we don't know fully yet what is going to happen with a New Day, if they're going to stick around on NXT or are they going to come back up to the main roster. Regardless, it was a fantastic experiment with them down there. They did a great job uh, putting up, um, just really taking that, uh, that tag team division, which I thought was already quite strong. They just took everybody to that next level, and now you got Gallus as the champion. So yeah, I really like what they did there with NXT and the New Day. Really good job with that, so... If they stay, awesome. If they don't, I'll understand that. And uh, I want to shout out Carmelo Hayes versus JD McDonough on NXT. That's my boy right there, JD McDonough. And Carmelo needed to get the bad taste out of his mouth from that shitty match he had with Apollo at Vengeance Day. And he had a really good match there with JD McDonough. Also want to shout out MJF versus Takeshka on Dynamite. I mean, double shout out for MJF because he just had a fan fantastic dynamite crushed it in the match crushed it on promos backstage crushed it on commentary he was pissing the uh, arena off he was just phenomenal this week if, if if there's a wrestler of the week award he he would get mine because damn what a what a job from him great match between him and Takeshka I've seen better matches but still a great match uh, one of the better ones I've seen in in a while from MJF he uh, with that crazy fucking backflip out of nowhere i completely just forgot that he could do shit like that he doesn't do it very often but that's why he's so fucking good because when he pulls it out he he knows when to do shit like that at the right time he doesn't over abuse stuff he pulls it out when you least expect it and he blows you away with it so great job mjf and of course Takeshka, my fucking boy right there great match but just shy of the three stars so third star this week goes to 
Wesley versus Dijak at Vengeance Day. Uh, pleasantly surprised with how awesome this match was. The opening match to Vengeance Day. And in my personal opinion, the match of the show. I don't think anyone was topping that match. It was so fucking good. Dijak broke his fucking finger in that match. Because he was just... For a man his size, he was throwing himself around like, like a cruiserweight. It was amazing. That guy is unbelievable. I just want him to really... You, we gotta sit down and talk about your finisher, bro. You can't hit it, so let's figure something out. But regardless, really awesome performance from Wesley. Dijak, one of the most underrated guys in, in all of wrestling. He is so freaking good. Great match. Second star goes to... The Elite versus Top Flight on Dynamite for the Trios Tag Team Championships. I mean, hot damn. Uh, Top Flight has literally just top flighted their way up the rankings in my in my tag teams i mean one of my favorites one of the just eye-popping teams i've ever seen in the ring they're one of the craziest high-flying teams and uh with this match even though they didn't get the win i think it really puts them on the map really solidifies top flight as a top contending team in aew and that's saying a lot because AEW has a buttload, uh, just immensely deep roster of amazing tag teams and trio tag teams. And I think Top Flight has solidified themselves as one of the top ones in AEW. So congrats and uh, good job, Top Flight and, of course, the Elite. I will say that the, the match the match would have gotten, it could have been a 9 if, if maybe they just calmed down a little bit with how much, like, over-the-top offense like it's just too much in a row and you can't it doesn't let any of the offense sit and they just go to a next big move even a bigger move then a bigger move and it just waters down all the previous offense so they could tone it back a little bit I, I love it I appreciate it it's extremely impressive the way that they wrestle but sometimes it's just a little too much so good enough though for the second star but first star this week is going to are you surprised it's Brian Danielson versus Roosh on Dynamite. I mean, oh my goodness, man. I have just... One of my favorite things has been Danielson just going through all the opponents that MGF has lined up for him so that Brian Danielson can finally get his hands on MGF and expose him for the fraud that he is in a 60-man Iron Man match that'll be coming up in a few weeks. And he made it, and every single match they had on the way up to here was fucking awesome. Danielson, dude. Oh my god, what a match. Roosh didn't even have to get the extension cord, which I think I haven't seen him do in a long time. He always gets that extension cord. Didn't even need it for this match. So fucking good. Best match I've seen this week. Good enough for first star overall. And there you go, everybody. That will be the recap show this week. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to, have, if you have any questions for the podcast, feel free to e email me, hit me up on Twitter, anything like that. Comment, personal message on YouTube. You have a question for the show, I'll answer it live if you want me to. And as long as it's appropriate and everything. Got any questions like that? Any question at all when it comes to wrestling, video games, hockey, hit me up with a question. I'll answer it live on the uh, podcast and uh, yeah we could start um, uh, getting that fan interaction and stuff like that that would be awesome so another week of wrestling down not too bad dynamite was ridiculous so I, I would recommend you go check that out vengeance day last weekend was a good time so you can also check that out especially check out that die jack match i'm telling you don't sleep on that guy die jack is 
unfucking believable so there you go everybody welcome to the weekend you made it good job another week down you little bastards but you ain't done yet you're gonna have to get up and do it all again next week but don't worry i will be here for you as always be back again on monday with the gx gamer gamer cast special episode we got episode part two of my witcher 3 review so there you go that part is finally going to be up on monday so you can look forward to that wednesday will be the hockey cast we'll be talking about hockey as always and um yeah we'll be back again on the weekend with your wrestling recap so don't be shy make sure you're following along with the podcast all that great stuff check out some of the links down below you can go check me out on youtube where i am playing the wolf among us right now you can go check that out it is double upload saturday don't you know i upload two videos on saturday for you so you can enjoy that on your weekend and uh yeah every other day uploads after that so five episodes per week going up on youtube go over there check it out subscribe let me know what you think and all that great stuff i'm out of here i'm gonna go drink a coffee and i think i'm gonna go play some halo with my buddy so how's that sound for a weekend enjoy your weekend everybody we'll be back again soon